Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul and I've spoken to Tinsel actually. I had a chat with him this morning. Oh, and, good, yeah, uh, yeah. Is he still working for FIFA or is he, he no, still no, slightly he's... sullied working for them? <laughs> yes. He looked great. He's, Tinsel, if you don't, have you not been with us in a World Cup before? Tinsel the turkey is this show's predictive uh, beast. Mm. He's got great longevity. I don't know what the average life expectancy <laughs> of a turkey is, but he's been going... Longer than this he's show. He's probably about 10, especially around this time. Of, it's a very edgy time of well, year for Tinsel. He, he spends a lot of time looking over his shoulder. He's really glad that the World Cup's in November. He's guaranteed to be here. He's not so sure about the third round of the FA Cup. Well, the thing is, he's, he's now about a 12-year-old turkey, so he's not particularly good eating. No, he'd be a bit so, tough, I mean, wouldn't he, really? If you end up with Tinsel, really, the, he's a real Christmas <laughs> Eve at 5 to 7 in the evening turkey, isn't he? One of those. Oh, we haven't got a turkey yet. Do you want to hear from him? Can we hear from him? Well, I don't know if we hear. Maybe hear from him a little bit later on. Oh, we we got him. Okay. Well, yeah. Tinsel, you're bad eating. I understand. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the way I'm staying. He says. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm a tough old. I'm literally a tough old bird. He says. Anyway, he will be joining us um, on our World Cup podcast for the first. He will for the first two and a bit weeks with um, you know four live, three live games a day in our time slot. We won't be able to bring you the show as we uh, would uh, usually. You're going to get lots of excellent live commentaries, of course, um, from uh, TalkSport and TalkSport 2. So we're going to bring you a podcast. We'll be pr- we're doing that after the day's play. It's going to be fresh. It will be, yeah. So as soon as the matches are finished, we'll record it sort of 10 o'clock um, and it will be up within yeah, the hour. I won't be fresh. Yeah, no, Not you won't be fresh. Enough. what state you'll be in. <laughs> but, um, what else? I mean, it'll give us a nice teetotal World Cup, the pair of us, won't it? No, it's a bit boring. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we will be bringing you a podcast uh, every weekday. Uh, we'll start on the Sunday. The tournament gets underway. Um, Ali Ross will join us to have a look back on the opening ceremony. We, we all know what it's going to be. It's going to be a map of, uh, you know, Qatar made, uh, you know, f- formed by kids. It's always the same thing. There'll, there'll be a dragon dove, involved. Let, there'll be a dragon. They'll let doves go. Um, <laughs> and uh, there'll be a very dry narrative that the uh, the commentators have to do, which they're reading off of a sheet. So anyway, we'll, 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 so that's basically the opening <laughs> ceremony. Cynical. And we'll look at the first game of the World Cup, which is normally a dog with fleas. But, but let's hope in this well, case... Well, it will be. In this uh, Qatar... I've been through some of the... I went through all the games last night. Okay. <laughs> 
nah, not watching this one. <laughs> I, I could, I could do it if you. Just opening you know. games. I mean, they can be a real yeah. stinkers. Like, I mean, funny. I've just been watching Terry Butcher's in tomorrow with Char- myself and Charlie and the great Terry Butcher's here, and he's part of the Sky documentary, looking back on Italian '90. Um, and the first game of that, of course, was uh, Argentina versus Cameroon, yeah. which was sensational. I mean, you know. That was an interesting game, yeah. I remember it, very memorable. For the yeah. result and the, just the sheer I, violence I just of the tackle. I just target absolutely thrashed. <laughs> Five nil, I'll well, be delighted. Well, we'll see. Anyway, we'll be, say, popping into the French camp a little bit later on. Um, England turned up, and mm. they were greeted by a number of England fans. Yeah. Um, here they go. Their England song is the Thunderbird theme. Stingray, sorry, not Thunderbird, Stingray. Don't you think it's Stingray? Stingray. <laughs> yeah, it's one for the teenagers. <laughs> but uh, it's not an England song I've ever heard. England, England. Apparently they are off. genuine. I heard Matt Lawton talking about this. They are genuine. There was a thought that they weren't genuine England fans. But he uncovered that they were. Well, they live in India, but they do follow the England, and they're really keen. A on them. story we were looking to do last week. We were struggling to tr- uh, track down someone in Kerala, because over in Kerala, uh, mm. along the, uh, a riverbank, these massive cutouts. Nets. Oh, sorry. no, no, no! Massive cutouts <laughs> of Messi and all the top really? players in the World Cup oh. have been Mbappe. I mean, they're huge. They're like the sort of things. That, that village in Kent has a bonfire every year with someone who's been in the news. They're like massive. They're about sort of... <laughs> Bring this out for next. 50, 60-foot tall cutouts of all the best World Cup players along this riverbank, and they, they've been mm. asked to stop doing it. But Kerala is a bit of a hotbed of, um, of football, and uh, they, they, they could well be England fans. That's good. Talking of Mbappe, uh, even though the World Cup's on, transfer rumours are going to abound, aren't they? Yeah, it's, of course, yeah. yeah. And apparently, according to one of the papers today, Manchester United want Mbappe and Harry Kane. That's great. I want to win the lottery, but that's not happening either. <laughs> well, you never know, Andy. <laughs> well, you've, got, you've got to dare to dream, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll say we're going to um, be chatting mm. to Julian Laurent. They've lost in Kunku today, which is a great shame because he's an excellent player and he's another one you would love to have seen at the apparently, tournament. Chelsea have made a, um, got a sort of first refusal on him which is probably why he's got injured he's, very, he's already hurt he's very good yeah he's got his injuries I'll come in injured I won't wait till I get there now Andy you were telling me a troubling story about snooker's Mark Williams earlier on yes uh, snooker's Mark Williams was um, forced to play commando after a nasty bout of food poisoning meant he had to dump his boxer shorts in the bin I won't go too no, much further it's lovely lunchtime he had to leave mid frame I don't know if he was on the brown or anything but who knows and <laughs> yeah. um, it was a little bit unfortunate but you know it, this can happen this can happen to anybody at it any certainly point. can so especially in the you, world of you've sport. got a great story that you always tell about well do you want to hear that again <laughs> well it's you might as well for new listeners playing for my school team <laughs> lad in our school team did a slide tackle did what you might call in football circles a gary lineker <laughs> we used to wear that we're wearing a pristine white kit <laughs> it's not good is it white shorts white <laughs> socks white shirt with a bit of black trim i believe and uh, the boy in the opposition team went into the 50-50. He said, sir, the, the boy in our team had said, sir, I can't play, I've got bad stomach. You're playing, I won't say his name, I nearly said his name. Then. <laughs> You're playing, he said. Uh, don't, you know. And then there was the, and the, and the, the opposition player go, ugh. Yeah, and uh, the, the lad was led from the field. In tears, that's and years not good later, teaching is it that really? That's about, not great. No, about, I suppose that's about how it was. 20 years later, I saw him out and about near me. 
and uh, we got reminiscing about he was with his his wife and and he, we got reminiscing about school days and I just saw this look of fear in his eyes. <laughs> so he's not going to bring that. Remember that day when you yeah. on the pitch? Yeah, and he's they not, he's not got over it. And that John Wayne walk back to the changing rooms. But anyway, you get the idea with that. So if it's ever happened to you, I mean, without being too graphic, obviously, and it doesn't have to be the full Monty, it could have been... We found yourself having to interrupt sport for that reason. Uh, and poor Paula Radcliffe on line three. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. We spoke with the grandson of the former uh, Wales winger, Terry Medwin, earlier on. They're going in search of his old uh, Wales shirts and they're looking to uh, hunt those down. We also had the story of how uh, Terry's wife made some Welsh cakes for, among other people, Cliff Jones, the other uh, winger in that Wales side. And um, the wedding ring fell into the Welsh cakes and they never found it again. Mm. They didn't know where it had gone until Cliff bit into one and thought we got a burnt current. So I would certainly file that under lost and unusually found. So we're looking for those items that uh, that were lost and popped up in the unlikeliest of places. So uh, do tell us, talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 or you can tweet to TSH&J this afternoon. Lovely. We heard in the news there that... Uh, Maradona's ball has been sold. Well, we're both very happy for the referee. Of course we are, yeah. He deserves the money. Two million pounds. <laughs> appalling, as Gary Lineker said. But I was showing you, Paul, wasn't I, before the show, a friend of mine in Argentina has sent a new photo that has emerged of the hand of God. I've never seen this photo from a completely different angle. Yeah. And it does appear to show somehow Diego Maradona is way above Peter Shilton. He jumps much higher. Well, it's probably because if anybody, even if you're a small bloke, if you've got your arm right in the air, you tend to be don't taller, they don't you? both got their arm right in the air. It's, got, it's, it's an yeah. incredible leap by Maradona. Not we should great. maybe put that on TSH and J yeah, because, I'll, yeah. yeah it's, we'll, it's we'll, worth seeing. It's an we'll interesting... I've out. never seen it before. So it's almost it's like it's sort of taken from the stands. It's yeah. very, very high up and it's, it's an Irish photo my mate tells me but okay yeah, well yeah. I've not seen the picture before so we'll put it up uh, at TSH and J with a fresh angle on the hand of God be great if from that angle he doesn't touch it at all with his head. He actually comes off his head. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, really, it's how did it cross the line? You know, we're yeah. all very quick to say, did it touch his hand? I think yeah. it did touch his hand because he admitted it did, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course it did, yeah. But the referee is profiteering from a really inept bit of official yeah. game. So and that, blame the other, blame the linesman was yeah. so poor. That's right. Honestly, so you want to be sharing some, some of the money. We should. Two million quid. Yeah. He's, he, what did he say? He did it because so people could see it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's right. So he could share it the, with the world. I wonder who's bought it. bloke. I wonder, who's, I wonder if he's a Scottish person. <laughs> what if Ali Ross Scottish, has bought it? I don't think Ali Ross could afford it. <laughs> I mean, he's well paid, but not well, two million for a ball. Maybe they've had a whip round. <laughs> maybe it's going to be office. in the Museum of Scotia. I don't know. So, uh, why not? <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? Moving away from the World Cup, I, I can't believe this story. It's a remarkable mm. story in the Star today. A runner completed a marathon in just three and a half hours despite chain-smoking for the entire 26 miles. The 50-year-old known as Uncle Chen has gone viral. He was snapped, lighting up during the gruelling race. Yeah. He did three hours, 28.45. If he hadn't smoked, he could probably be Kip Choki. Yeah, <laughs> Kip Choki. Kip Choki. Yeah, he's Kip Choki. That's what they probably call him. <laughs> But yeah, he's got a, he's got a tab on as he runs. Wouldn't be a great look, would it? It's not a great. I mean, look. imagine if he did the London Marathon. Then we'd say, look at these heroic. That bloke's got a fag on. It wouldn't look great, would it? Does he have a cigar? As he as he gets nearer the finishing line. <laughs> yeah. He's a big old cigar. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, it's incredible. He's called Uncle Chen. By Uncle, the way, Uncle, good old Uncle up. Chen. That's yeah. right. Well done to him. They call him the Smoking Brother. 
as yeah. well for, for some reason. But uh, I was going to say, well done to him, but I don't really mean it. It's an amazing how the, the tabloid newspapers keep publishing letters about footballers and tiredness, and they're always the same. And yeah. This is a typical one. They're 100 grand a week. They shouldn't yeah. get tired. England's Eric Dyer says he needs a good sleep before the World Cup. So far this season, the Spurs defender has played 1,900 minutes in all competitions. That's less than 32 hours, not even a week's work. I mean, they're so thick, these people. Why would you publish this letter? They do training, travelling, recovering, you know, that sort of idea. Yeah. It's a bit like saying... I should work in the letters office and just shred the whole lot. Is it, well, you'd, then you'd lose your job very quickly, wouldn't you? <laughs> that's right, yeah. nothing to write But it's about. a bit like it's saying Usain Bolt. I mean, you know, how does he get so much money for running for just under 10 seconds? <laughs> I've worked out how many times he's run, and uh, he's not even worked for 25 minutes in his whole life. He's a it's disgrace. Isn't it? It's great, isn't it? Yeah. There's also a story about the FA's Hawaiian shirt. It's yeah, very, very it's, popular. it's taken off the, the Three Lions Hawaiian shirt. So, now, you yeah. think that would be quite a photogenic? Thing. There was no photo of it. I thought I've got a photo. Do you want to see it? I, I looked it up. Yeah, it's yeah. quite nice actually. It's uh, it's predominantly red. It's quite with, appropriate with the... for the, the conditions, I think. Well, so. it is at the moment. There's no such thing as global warming, but everybody's walking around in t-shirts. I and didn't mean the conditions. It's here. November. I no, I think the conditions here. You're not far <laughs> off. You'll probably find about true. December the fifteenth when I have t-shirts <laughs> on again. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not going to watch the Cristiano thing tonight. I mean. There's got better things to do in my life really and uh, you just think oh stop bleating mate really you've had a great career you're on 500 grand a week you're set up forever he does come how many minutes has he played this season <laughs> spoiled, 500 grand a week spoiled and entitled honestly Him and Usain I mean well done to Piers Morgan for, for getting the job yeah. getting the interview but you know it's interesting hearing Carl Walker talk about what it was like when he first got in the England squad now things are different now they're saying they've got a bit of a band of brothers going and mm. that's been part of what Gareth Southgate brought to it and getting rid of the factions. But he says even in 2011, he said, some of the lads don't know how lucky they are to come into this environment because when I first came into England, nobody spoke to you. You'd eat your food, train, then go back to your bedroom. The rivalry at club level probably took over for a bit. And Gareth came in and stamped it out. But, you know, it's not that long ago, is it? You're talking about 11 years ago. It's it's poor, really. You'd think that they'd all be on the same page. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's good that that has changed now. They all look like they're all getting on. I was saying to Perry uh, Groves yesterday, you joined me, that he was a big fan of the club. Uh, he likes the club suit. And, and England mm. didn't go with the suits. You see, they left yeah. They left in sort of casual jackets and T-shirts or polo shirts. They look quite good. Um, yeah. Harry Kane, not Harry Kane. <laughs> you see why I said that. Yeah. Gareth Southgate appeared to have a cane. A, a quite a small, <laughs> like he was like... Yeah. Like an affectation. I don't know if it's called Harry, but apparently, though, the producer looked closely and said it wasn't a cane. No, it, it was part of the chair, but it did look like know, he Max was, thought it was a cane. He was carrying mm. a small cane around with him, like yeah. it's like yeah, sort of spinal tap, like an affectation <laughs> that he'd take with him everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else? Well, yes, it was the uh, what a great event this is. The uh, the world, not the world, because it was the Essex Harwich, Harwich Sausage Festival. Yeah, and uh, a bloke won the banger throwing contest, hurling it 110 feet. I think that's quite impressive. Yeah, is that a cooked sausage or an uncooked sausage? Oh, it's got to be cooked. I 
Why wouldn't that make it lighter? It's denser. Mm. It's yeah. easier is to throw. It? I'd say it's when you is like, it denser. Yeah, I'd say an uncooked sausage is denser. More streamlined if it's cooked. This is talk sausage. Anyway, <laughs> you've got to think about the aerodynamics of a cooked or uncooked sausage. This is talk sport. We have to put the work in. That's true. Uh, we're asking you to tell us uh, your mm. stories this afternoon. I mean, uh, to be honest, Andy, you suggested Mark Williams, who was caught short while he was playing snooker, mm. and you've got to be. I mean, some of these are they're not pleasant. Really, uh, by definition, they're not pleasant stories. And no, I don't know if I want okay. to inflict them on the listeners. I can leave bits out, such as yeah. I will here. I, one of the <laughs> listeners says, I work in a golf pro shop and a customer came to the door one day shouting from the door saying, could you get me a new bag towel and a pair of size 38 shorts? Well, would you kind of like to come and get them? Oh, no, I can't come in. Could oh. someone just throw them to me at the door? So you can draw your own conclusions good, from what had gone on there. <laughs> so, yeah, Mark Williams got himself in a bit of trouble playing snooker um, and had to rush off, caught short. Uh, mm. And also, as we said, the uh, the lost and unusually found, those items, much like those the gold ring in the Cliff Jones Welsh cake that went missing and was found in unusual circumstances. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 8189. Slash. Or, <laughs> slash. Or, uh, I'm, not, I'm not slash, don't worry. Talksport.com, text to, uh, yeah, TSH&J. And you can get in touch this afternoon. Talking of Piers Morgan, I'm not picking on him because I'm a big fan, actually, but he, he's funny. He said uh, that we should, you know, move, move on from the politics and get behind the lads. Mm. Basically, I was thinking, you'll be the first to turn on Southgate if it goes wrong. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Go now, Gareth, after the France defeat. Go now. Yeah, that'll be the next thing. Bonkers. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're going to hear from James Madison a little bit later yeah, on. Yeah, looking forward to it. Live from Qatar. The mood. Well, yeah, the I imagine he's going to be, he's going to be absolutely... <laughs> yeah, we know what the temperature's like. It's 32 <laughs> degrees, Faye's already yeah, told us. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. He's, he's going to be just buzzing, isn't it? It'd be part of this. He can probably not stop smiling because he must have felt... Give it to the end he, of the tournament. He's only played about five minutes. Well, oh, come on, don't do that already. I mean, he, he, might, he might be the hero. You know, he, he might end up be the bloke who scores the winner against France. He takes might be the, the new Jeff Hurst. He might, yeah, he might be. He might See? be. Yeah, he might be. Oh, so yeah. don't you start ruining his chips before he's even <laughs> kicked a ball, the poor lad. Yeah. Uh, it was quite an interesting thing. that yeah. uh, Callum Wilson is a, a big uh, believer in visualisation oh, and positive are, yeah. affirmation. Mm. So um, uh, at the um, start of the season, he wrote in his diary, um, it keeps a diary, Mm. Um, on uh, last week he wrote pack for Qatar and he did that in August so he wrote in the book on that particular day he'd need to pack for Qatar and sure enough yeah. he, he might did. have been going out as a fan you never know <laughs> he could have been no he said I believe no, it's, in it's this a lot of, uh, I believe in it too a lot of people do he said even a few weeks ago people said what are you going to do during the winter break and he said well mm. I'm going to Qatar to play for England it's amazing so, I visualised myself once did you really an award <laughs> Yeah, there I was accepting the award and I had the speech and everything. It all worked out. And everything. It's never happened. Well, no, we did win an award once. Oh yeah, the Heritage Award. Yeah, your 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 uh, speech was uh, <laughs> fell on deaf ears, it and they spelt did. my name wrong on it. I know. So they, it's they uh, had the wrong clip. It's always a, it's the show. It's, it's marvelous. It's always a joy. Isn't it's a joy. It? So, yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Yes, I'm. I've volunteered to be the Suns' uh, World Cup mascot, Harry Maine. 
Oh, OK. So yeah, it's quite a good job during the World Cup because whoever England are playing, like, for example... Is it a bloke in a lion's outfit? Yeah, it's him, Harry Mayne. Oh, OK, yeah, yeah. And they Just a lion's head. Like when we're playing to Germany... It's going to be hot in there, isn't it? I know, no, they don't degrees. send him out to Qatar. It's like if, say, we're meeting Germany, for example, yeah. they'll send him out to Berlin to march around Berlin good. annoying all the Germans. Good gig, isn't it? I know, I quite fancy So it. what... So he's, it's a lion's head, Harry yeah. Mayne. And what is it, a, like a... England like an old, an, Eng, an England not like the Ken Bailey Union Jack suit. Well, no, oh Wales no. Wales are there, so it'd have to be a <laughs> no. George Cross suit, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, no, Harry Mayne is the England co uh, mascot. I don't know yeah. who the Welsh mascot is. OK. <laughs> it's not Harry, Harry Mayne. Mayne isn't the England mascot. He's the son's England mascot. There's a big difference. <laughs> <There is. laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't think the FA send a mascot out to Germany to annoy the Germans. That's that's not the way they roll these days, is it? Maybe back in the day, but not anymore. When are Chelsea moving to the Amex? <laughs> I, yeah, it's true. You've, you've taken another member of the Brighton staff. I don't get it. They're Why? starting to sell sticks. What if they have to get rid of Potter? What's, what are they going to do? They won't do that, Andy. They're not the sort of club that hire and fire managers willy-nilly, are they? They, they always stick with their man. The, honestly, do you know that the Chelsea club shop have started selling sticks of rock? Yeah, it's, it's getting ridiculous. It's a bit you like see, Liverpool when they were always buying players from Southampton. They they've, did dropped, a lot of that. they've dropped liquidate. They're going to run out of Sussex by the sea. Okay. It's, it's complete Brighton takeover. It's gone All so the well. chief execs are looking over their shoulder. Paul Barber's going to be moving in soon. <laughs> Tony Bloom's buying the club. He's just going to move. It's, 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 move, it's a move to London by stealth. The Brighton I'm fans not, don't realise what's going on. Really. All yeah. of this, but there we go. What could you do? Uh, you'll be disappointed to know there could be a world truffle shortage and the prices are going through the ceiling. Really? But they've never, they weren't cheap in the first place, were they? I don't know. You I'm, may have I'm gathered by now that Jules Holland's running late. <laughs> Hence the Harry Main truffle shortage. I'm, I'm about to move to my second list, which is the one I use for H&J Extra, which oh, we're well, recording tonight. <clears throat> we are, that's right. We have a, a little extra podcast. Can you believe there is another home for this rubbish? <laughs> <laughs> and it's behind a paywall, believe it or not, but a quite sensibly priced one, and it does also uh, mean you get uh, ad-free uh, podcasts uh, from uh, you know H&J Daily and Clips of the Week and yeah. the back catalogue and all that. And it's like a, it's a Reader's <laughs> Trousers feature quite often. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I, th I think I'd save those, Andy, for the sake for the sake uh, of the nation. We've we got another hole-in-one story for you, which hopefully we'll oh, explore good later story, on this week. Yeah, yeah. This is two blokes who've played golf together for 15 years. In their entire career, they've never got a career. In their entire life playing golf, they've never got holes yeah. in one. They've played together on this same course 15 years in Wolverhampton. First guy comes on the tee, quite a difficult hole, pings it, straight in the hole. They cannot believe it. They're all going mad, and his mate says, right, you're getting the beers in. Mm. Uh, and he said, anyway, let's get on with the round. His mate tees Bang, straight in the hole. 170 million to I'm one. I'm absolutely sure it's odds. true, but I always wonder how you verify this. So, I mean, it's an odd thing to make up, isn't it? I mean, there are other witnesses. Know, I bet people would. Well, that's what you need. You need witnesses, really. Okay. It's great. It's great. You're so cynical, aren't you? <laughs> well, James, Madison's, James Madison's going to be a but disaster. It's just, it's, it's, no it's, such <laughs> thing as all in one. Goodness <laughs> me. I didn't say that. Goodness me. <laughs> I, I You've just... been writing letters to the papers, have you, about <laughs> Eric Dye and the amount of minutes' work he's done over the past six That's months? Me. Yeah. I used to write a lot of letters to the Daily Star, but they sussed out who I was. So they sussed you out. I can't they? get them published anymore. It's a shame, really. Really? Okay. I was thinking of bringing a book of them. <laughs> well, that'd be a big seller. Fantastic. <laughs> that would really be a big seller. It's good. Is that your phone, Andy? Oh, I believe it is, actually. I do beg your pardon. 
Anything more important than doing this? I mean, I, I don't want to keep <laughs> you if you've got, if you've got to get off somewhere. <laughs> I, I, complete, I completely understand. Very harsh. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. we didn't actually tell you who was playing and who wasn't, who was training and who wasn't when we spoke to Faye. Uh, but Carl Walker's out there, which is good news. Um, so, and I'll take it Calvin Phillips was. Mm, yeah, um, he was first out, actually. Yeah, well, that's good news. So the, the guys who have gone there with a bit of an injury. I was saying to Tim Vickery the other day that you could see Richarlison had not played a lot of football the other day. He went off after about 60-odd minutes and he he did look a bit ring rusty. Understandably, yeah, sure. he just couldn't quite get into the game. Um, so it's going to take him a while, but he's got a week. Well, I think he'd be more of an incentive now. Yeah, he's got a week in the training camp, so I'm sure, uh, I mean, you know, not that I particularly want him to when he's playing for Brazil, but uh, yeah. but we shall see. I know Tim's very, very hot on Brazil, and he really thinks they're going to win it. I mean, and it's hard think, to disagree with him. And really. you'd think that Tim Vickery, our South American correspondent, would be, you know, be looking at them and looking at the shortcomings, but he's not, is he? He's looking at the no. team and saying... It's, it's a strong really, South American yeah. challenge. Argentina, very strong. Uruguay, very strong. So it's going to be... Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of those teams will probably get to the final. You would think so. Mm. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray Five and One gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, people in the office have been fighting over this uh, lovely coffee table book. It's called Three Lines on a Shirt, the official history of the England football jersey. There were two. I think one's gone. Yeah, one's <laughs> gone already. So somebody's got a nice Christmas present coming. You know who you are. Uh, but the other one, Andy's, uh, Andy's uh, got his eye on this one. Um, and it, it is a lovely book, as I say, a be- a lavishly, beautifully uh, uh, put together. And uh, joining us now uh, are the people behind it. 
Uh, it is uh, Darren Burney, uh, who's a, brought his collection, some, some of his shirts in of his England collection today. He's a big collector of shirts. And Jim Druitt, who's the editor of the book. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Good to see you. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, yes, really it's a, this you. must be great. I mean, you've been collecting these shirts for a long time, Darren, but to see them photograph like this and sort of uh, put in this wonderful book must be a real joy. It's, um, yeah, it's been probably three years of hard work, but... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic achievement, and we're we're very proud of the book. Yeah. So, w- were the shirts mostly yours, or did you source them from other people? As well? um, the about eighty percent of the shirts in the book are um, myself and my co-author Neville Neville Evans' shirts. Right. And um, so, uh, Jim, as, as the editor of this, what, yeah. what what was what was your role? Uh, just putting the whole project together. Um, we've been talking about it uh, three years in the making. We've been talking about it for five years. I had to give a shout out to Simon Shakespeare, who's one of the other authors. He's the kind of the guru of uh, football shirts um, knowledge, and he he's sadly not very well. He can't be with us, but he he is behind it. Um, my job was to talk to get the collectors to gather the shirts together, work out you know the order they were going to go in, and get them beautifully pho- photo- photographed, mm. and uh, you know just to. My my view on the book is it it's a way of telling the the story the history of the England football team in this kind of beautiful tangible way. When you you know you've got a shirt here that Malcolm McDonald scored five goals against Cyprus. Yeah, you're literally I'm literally touching history mm. at this moment. You know they they're just such a, a lovely way to to relook and and tell the stories of our of our football history. Yeah. What's interesting looking at the book is in an era where shirts changed twice a year, three times a year, and that people complain about it. From 1891 to basically about 1931, they didn't really change that much. They were quite similar. And then they brought in a placket one, and then that one, really right up to 1954, when you saw the short sleeve V-neck, which was lovely. Yeah, there was no sort of commercial co- commerciality um, towards sort of manufacturing and selling off shirts for retail. Um, the teams had one set of, of shirts and... Stuck with it for many years, and as you say, the the, the style and design very rarely changed. Yeah. You, you basically brought in a jumper, Darren. It's an England <laughs> jumper, isn't it? Um, so it, it's big, it's really thick, an woolly number. Condition. I mean, yeah, it is in incredible condition. What? When was? When would this have been worn? That that one was from the six international. The first time England played Wales, uh, it was a game that was actually postponed due to the uh, the snow falling and. Uh, well, uh, you've got it in your hands. And... Knowing that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would have weighed, um, yeah, would have been yeah. a hell of a weight. When it got um, wet, I mean, yeah. Yeah. wow. But even yeah. up to nineteen nineteen fifty, I mean, the England goalkeeper was wearing a a, a yellow sort of woolly sweater that we've we've got in the book, and it's yeah. um, yeah, hadn't changed for what sixty seventy years. Yeah, I mean, they were just wearing these massive shirts, which were which were dress shirts from a tailor. Yeah, they sew the badge on. You know, for fifty mm. sixty years, they were wearing these. Actually, the the only reason it changed was um, when England played Hungary in '53. The famous two matches they five three sure. at Wembley, seven one when they lost seven one in Hungary. Not only were the Hungarians playing this revolutionary system, they all ran out in these lightweight, shiny mm. shirts. England are wearing these great massive <laughs> they sort of dress shirts. And it was so, six three, wasn't it? I think wasn't it? 
Uh, five three was it? Six, six could have been. Three, it was maybe, definitely yeah. seven one. Sure, yeah. Apologies. Six three. Yeah. 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 It was so, even worse than that. So they, it's only because the listeners all get annoyed. Yeah. yeah. That's right. You, I think you've given us. Yeah. yeah. Apologies. Apologies. Real Madrid Eintracht. Mm. Uh, the um, <laughs> the first red shirts, Darren. You've got in there. So the first time England wore this was an FA eleven in nineteen forty seven. Is that right? They they wore an away shirt as such. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they, those were actually um, borrowed from the RAF. Right. Um, so that's, you know, the, the, the history of why England wear red is quite interesting because, it, in fact, blue was their traditional mm. away colour. Like Scotland, colours. that shirt. It's like, a, yeah. it's like a navy blue. It looks like a Scotland shirt, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, they played the first... They didn't wear any colour other than white for 199 internationals, which is, you know, unfathomable now with all these different kit colours that we have. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in 1950, they went to the World Cup and famously lost to the USA in blue shirts. And it's thought that after that, that's when the decision was made to switch to red. The, the England senior team didn't actually play in red until 1951. Yeah. So it's kind of think that blue away colour was tainted by that. We were, used to, we were used to seeing a keeper's shirt in yellow, Gordon Bank, famous Gordon Banks mm. shirts in yellow. But uh, there was a period when Sir Alf Ramsey, the, the then England manager, said... I think that, uh, you know, the reds, in the sun, the red's not very good. A deep red sort of, you know, it, we need something like a lighter colour that won't sort of soak up the heat quite as much. And they're, they had a yellow shirt. England wore a yellow away shirt for a yeah, while. Well, that, was, that was all down to Alf Ramsey's meticulous planning, which started in 1970 when he he knew that they were going to Mexico. He... Uh, he um, started experimenting with air texture. Yeah, I've seen for the late Brian LeBone shirt. I don't yeah, know that one. and he thought yeah. red was going to be too dark for Mexico to play in a way, so mm. he switched it to light blue. They played Czechoslovakia, and no one could tell the difference because the sun was shining. So, um, so they gave all the blue shirts away to the local Mexican ball boys. Ordered in a set of red shirts for the infamous quarterfinal against West Germany. And then, yeah, so for, in 1973, when they thought they were going to qualify for the next World Cup in Germany, where it was still going to be hot, he thought, well, blue didn't work, let's try yellow. So for three games, mm. England wore yellow, including um, losing to Poland in uh, Katowice 2-0. Uh, it must be worth a bit because it's pretty rare, I would have thought. Um, yeah, the air techs are really sought after. In fact, the same auction... Um, Today, Grand Bud's auction, uh, one of Jeff Hurst Airtex White 1970 World Cups came up for auction. Because we've been walking here today, we didn't uh, see what it went for. Oh, we'll have to so, see. I'll look at Graham's to, we'll website. It's interesting in the book you speak to the N Nike design team. I mean, for me, they've committed some terrible crimes against fashion, but <laughs> anyway, that's their job. And it's, uh, but it is interesting, isn't it? Because I, I, I'll phone you in. I love the cotton 1966 white. Just classic. It's just, you wish they could wear that now. That's never going to happen, of course. But it's funny you say that because when Admiral came along and turned everything upside down with their, you know, their designs, there was outrage equally then. I mean, Brian Clough described uh, the 82 shirt as looking like one of his mum's old pinnies. <laughs> but kids absolutely loved them. They sold in droves. And now if you yeah. look on the mm. terraces or the in the stands at an England game, sure. there's as many people wearing that shirt as there are wearing the, the modern shirts. But of course. yeah, a lot of a lot of us would like a, a lovely, beautiful, clean white England shirt. But the replica shirt has, has a life of its own, doesn't it? I mean, it's they're very popular. have been for ages, the classic. And one that's kind of come back, yeah, you see a lot one, yeah, around World Cups. Yeah. This is Kenny Sanson's shirt, though, and this is from 
your collection. That is Admiral, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah mm. that's right. And it's that it's the red one with the blue and white. I think Andy Goldstein's got one of these, a replica shirt. People mm. love these, and it's kind of come right back into fashion. It's one people turn to. So how did you go about getting Kenny's shirt? Was it is it up in auction? Did you approach him I, as I a mean, collector? No, that particular one I think I bought at auction. I mean, mm. it's a mixture of contacts in the football world. Um, I do know a lot of um, players, ex-players, and... Uh, yeah, it's really um, sort of keeping an eye on the auctions that come up. I mean, obviously shirts now, as it, well, values keep increasing. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's. You've gone. noticed that in the time you've been collecting, have I, you know how much yeah. more expensive it's got to do it? Good investment. Yeah, since, since yeah, I mean, since I started collecting, there was no real sort of mature market as there is now. It's the same as it's an it's an asset class that's mature. It's like buying a a classic car. Yeah, um, there's a lot of new people coming into the. The collecting market, and I'm I'm also astounded by some of the prices that uh, that shirts go for now. Not least, of course, of the Maradona shirt yeah, that was sold yeah, recently. Yeah. This, I mean, this goalkeeper show would be great on the Antiques Roadshow. It like, would be, it would be fantastic. They do occasionally get football shirts. Don't they, they do. It's quite I mean, what what is and what's the sort of holy grail of uh, of England football shirts? Is there one that that collectors Jeffers cover? I mean, obviously, yeah, no, that that particular shirt. But what about that? Beyond that, is there anything else that people really want, or or just rare ones, whether they're match worn or not? Or um. Well, I think a '66 World Cup final shirt would be a, a collector's dream. Are there many still out there? A lot of them have gone in the hands of private collectors over the years, haven't they? Um, yeah, I mean most. I mean most have been bought many years ago. In fact, the Alan Ball um, shirt comes up for sale mm. at, on the 8th of December at the Tenants Auction. Right. Um, prices are always increasing, and uh, what's the expectation on on, on Alan Ball? On, shirt? on the Alan Ball one, the Tenants Auctioneers have guided at thirty to fifty thousand. Um, right. I think it'll exceed that. Um, mm. Yeah, historically, if you look back at some of the previous sales, they've yeah, they've increased considerably on those sort of prices. Yeah. You've also got a good collection of David Beckham shirts. Is that part of your collection too? Yeah, um, some historic ones there, aren't they? Yeah, um, we've got uh, one or two Beckham shirts in the collection. As my and my fellow um, author has the um, probably the most iconic Beckham shirt, the um, the one against Greece. Right. Yeah, um, the free kick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Beckham, you know, highly sought after. Um, yeah, presumably he didn't, donated these for charity and when they were bought, the money went to the charities. Is that how it works? Or Yeah, we, a, a lot of them, the players do donate. Each player has their own charities. Um, that's generally how you find a lot of shirts in the market. So, um, Quite yeah. often the players will swap with a, an opponent and then the opponent will sell the shirt and it'll sort of... And some of the yeah. collectors sort of track them down. You know, they find... They look, they, look, they watch a video and see who swapped with who and try and track them down. And we were saying the two away shirts from Italia 90 uh, you've got here, including a really nice blue one that I, I don't really actually remember seeing. There was the red one they never wore, but because they played in white all the way through, yeah. didn't they? Played in yeah. white shirts all the way through Italia 90. But you've got that blue shirt there, Darren, I that see. That is there with the oh, yeah, fully signed by the whole squad. Wow. wow. That's, a nice, that's a nice shirt. Yeah. Is that, has that been produced as a sort of replica? Yeah, oh, that, that is a really yeah. popular replica. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the kind, that was made famous by being worn by uh, Bernard Sumner um, from New oh, Order in the World of Motion in video. In World in Motion, yeah. And, I've um, seen it before. Apparently <laughs> yeah. the Umbro designers created this pattern by shining a torch through a cut glass ashtray in a pub. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? And wow. uh, that design was only ever worn once, but it's a you know you see it everywhere. It's a 
classic. Yeah. It must it's, have been getting desperate by that point. Yeah, that's yeah. It. <laughs> Let's just go to the pub. Someone picked up the ashtray of passing and I thought, that's it. The yeah, Eureka yeah. moment. Well, it's a, I'm sure it's been a labour of love, as you said, guys, but it is a wonderful book. Yeah, forward by Gareth Southgate. Yeah, yeah that's right. Photos. So, yeah, the photographs are, are fantastic. So, look, well done. So, it's the sort of book that people rarely make because they're not cheap to produce books like this, as you probably They know. are not. They're no. not. And uh, three lines on a shirt.co.uk is where anyone yeah. can get it. If um, And the Twitter feed's interesting. There's some quirky little stories along the way. So if you put three lines on a shirt in the Twitter, you'll find all the information and details about the book. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby. Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Now, Gareth Southgate was uh, saying uh, in the press conference for England left, no official song this time. There's generally been an official song by England. Mm. And we used to get sent lots and lots of songs in. And we will be playing one or two, I'm sure, during the week. But our next guest has come up with a hybrid, and it's probably the first and last time anybody's ever, we hope it is, in a World Cup, which yeah. is a World Cup Christmas song. He has married the two. Mm. The title, Coming Home for Christmas. <laughs> Beautifully done. And be, uh, before we speak to uh, Marco Halliwell, who's behind it, let's hear a bit of it now. Yeah, yeah, sleigh bells on a World Cup England World Cup. Hopefully, they're not home before Black Friday. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be home before Black Friday is the B side of uh, of, uh, this. We'll be down with the decorations. Uh, Marco, good to see you. Thanks very much for having me in, gents. It's a pleasure. So, I mean, we've heard a number of World Cup songs. People have still been producing them, but no one has had the bright idea to make a Christmas song that's a World Cup song. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? It It's the only chance you're ever going to be able to do it. Exactly, it makes all the sense, and it's an absolute banger, isn't it, chaps? Really, let's be honest. Out of all the songs out, it is the best one. Come yeah. on, it's um, it's very Noel Coward. All, all England football songs are, aren't they? Oh, Could have yes, been penned by much, the great yes. Noel Coward. So, um, did you write it? Is it all your? Uh, I did write it with, with a friend uh, who's uh, who's actually Irish, so he just wanted to uh, step back. Okay, <laughs> gonna let you no, front it. I, I mainly, yeah, I mainly wrote it myself, but um, he certainly helped, and I've, I've got some really good guys from the music side of things, some really talented guys that helped put it. Uh, together. Yeah. And 100% of the profits w- will go to charity, which I think is a good thing. What charity is that? Uh, that's Fair Share UK. Um, thanks for asking. Yes, fantastic charity um, looking to tackle uh, food poverty and um, food waste as well. Yeah. Um, so really good charity, um, not not um, you know hugely uh, known. So I just wanted to bring some awareness to that. Mm. So how did it come about then? Was it was your original idea and you and you thought, okay, how can I pull all this off? I mean, how did it all work out? Well, it all started in the shower, really, like most songs do. Yeah. Um, you know, singing in the car, singing in the shower. Um, but it was when my daughter was born last year, I was having to sing her to sleep. So doing a lot Not of Not with that, stunts. surely. <laughs> <laughs> wake, up with, wake up with a bit of a jolt, which you, bit of, as you said, a bit of a thumper, isn't it, really? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, no, it was, it, it was singing to her that, like, that's where the lyrics really started to come together because yeah. I was sort of singing her to sleep. And uh, yeah. Did you, you've got a beautiful World Cup with you, and uh, the actual yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the actual one. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it is. And my grandson was asking me about the the figure on the front of the World Cup. Yeah, and I, I couldn't tell him, so I had to look it up. Yeah, it's Nike, the goddess of victory. Did you know what that? About that, yeah, bit of a. Other trophies are available. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> we did get our hands on it. When we were doing um, mm. Fantasy World Cup in 1998, they they dropped it off, didn't they? And they mm. claimed, I think there's about three or four of them. That may yeah. be one of them, I don't know. I've, I've got to be honest, it looks a bit moody, that World Cup you've got there, Marco. <laughs> slightly moody, bit of a Del Boy World Cup. <laughs> but um, we, we apparently we did get our hands on the original, and Frank got something else on it, which we won't go into detail no, now, because it's a family show. <laughs> but he did talk about it during Fantasy World Cup. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of great moment. I think you're holding one of probably three or four that are out there. You don't want to get that nicked. It'll be found mm. in, in a bush by a dog, won't it, a few days later? <laughs> well, the guys in your office just outside said they need one to go to Qatar tomorrow, so they might try and steal it from me. So oh. I'm going to go do a <laughs> deal when I get outside. Customs, yeah. <laughs> That'll set the old <laughs> alarms the guitar, off, won't it? Yeah. Authorities soaring it in half to see what's inside. <laughs> so are you a musician yourself, Marco? Or not? Uh, I am now, oh, uh, right. that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to be a pop star or a footballer, but uh, I'm not very good at football. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, I've always wanted to be a, there, I am an estate agent. Yeah, um, so uh, yeah, but uh, I'd much prefer to uh, to be a pop star. That's for sure. So. And you your did... outfit, sorry, Paul. Yeah, you got a Father Christmas hat on England. Father with Christmas the three hat. lines, and of course you got the shirt. that features in the video, doesn't it? I think you you, you did a little video as well. Yeah, please do have a look at the videos on YouTube, on Instagram as well. Um, Great little vid that we put together, um, you know, quite uh, quite quickly the other week, and um, yeah, people love it. It's got a good, really good response. Who's your football team? Which club do you support? I am a massive gooner, so this is oh, the best yeah. year ever. We're going to win the World Cup. I'm going to get Christmas number one, and Arsenal are going to win the league. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well I mean, well, you know, it's, it's quite possible. Yes, yeah, it is. Quite it is possible. quite possible. And he has got a bee in his bonnet that Arsenal are not top at Christmas because they haven't played. Even though they technically are, they haven't played the right amount of games that you normally true, need to play to be top of Christmas. So it's all about who's going to be top on I think February so the first. So much depends on the World Cup. I mean, so much depends on you know, do you get your players back intact? Do you get your players back mentally focused, or are they you know whatever? And I think it's going to skew the season, the whole thing. It certainly skewed the first half of the season. I can't imagine it isn't going to skew the second half. Yeah, and there's the big follow-up single. All of our players came back physically and emotionally shot, and that's why we <laughs> lost the league. Yeah, that'll be. But yeah, I'll I mean, buy that one. Yeah, all, all the signs. You get to the games, you go and watch them play. Or I suppose you're working Saturdays, aren't you? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I try not to work too many Saturdays. I, I do. Like, I mean, I've been to Baku. I've been to, to Old Trafford when we lost eight um, two. I've been to Reading when we won seven five in the League Cup. I've, I've gone to Munich away, Dortmund away. I'm a, I'm a big gooner. I've, I've been around. Oh, that's good. So where can people find the single, Mark? Where can they find a copy of it? Uh, all the streaming sites. Obviously, if you buy it on iTunes, uh, that's the best for the uh, Fair Share UK charity. Yeah. Uh, there's a Just Giving page. There's also a uh, fundraiser on my Instagram as well. Uh, but yeah, Spotify, um, uh, all, all of the uh, the normal ones. I don't know what they're all called, but they're everywhere. <laughs> so you put coming home for Christmas in. People should be able to find all those different uh, different ways of supporting it. Yeah, by by, by the half timers. That's that's the, the key one. Yeah, okay. when I picked the uh, the title, I didn't realise just how many coming home for Christmases there were. But this is the main one this year. This and is the... not driving home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I think it's a, it's a beautiful marriage of a Christmas song. What you got to do is put sleigh bells and anything, and it's suddenly Christmas. So <laughs> yeah, it's certainly. Well, we wish you well, but it's uh, it's for a good cause and. Uh, 
Good luck with it, Marco. Thanks, Thanks very so much. much. Cheers, gents. There we are, Marco Hilliwell from the Halftimers and his song. Should we play a bit more? As oh, well, yeah. we head into uh, the break, we'll give you a bit of that. Coming home for Christmas uh, and all the money going to Fair Share UK. Uh, we're going to have a psychic alpaca. Well, not joining us, but the <laughs> the handle of the psychic alpaca. Uh, Alfie, who's been predicting results. So we'll get Chapman verse on England-Iran. I think Alfie's going for three yeah. at the back as well. It's quite a surprise. So that's all coming up. <laughs> The World Cup's coming home The World Cup's coming home For Christmas Rudolph's on the phone He said, don't you know That Santa's English Underneath the Christmas tree I'll be waiting for the trophy The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You're probably aware if you listen to the show that Andy's something of a football snob. He thinks non-league football is any team outside the top six of the Premier League. <laughs> That's the National League in his eyes. <laughs> and it'll be probably quite selective, even though we're doing a podcast for oh, you yeah. every night after the day's football. I guess quite a few highlights may be consumed by Andy. Um, <laughs> when we've gone away on... On trips to uh, Russia and Brazil, he's often berated myself and uh, the producer for trying to find Not a... this producer, no, this no, producer the, was with me. Our, uh, with Dave Walker, who was our previous producer. <laughs> you and Dave Walker, honestly, we, we would quite We'd quite happily find a little bar somewhere and watch Krakatoa versus the Lost City of Atlantis <laughs> because it's a World Cup oh, and they're the sort of games that can surprise you. Not for Andy. So I thought it might be a good idea to look at some of Andy's World Cup uh, first-round viewing. Um, so the first night with the opening ceremony, and you're going to watch the opening. Going to watch the opening ceremony. Always enjoy that. Yeah, I love that, and we're, of course we've got the podcast that night, so it's very important. Qatar, Ecuador, the first game. Come well, on, it's the first game. It's one game. I'm going to have to watch it because I need to see what Qatar are like. And okay. yeah, we're doing the podcast, we'll but normally that'll be the only Qatar game I watch. Okay. Following day, then um, let's see what Andy's going to watch and what he isn't. Let's, get, let's take the mm. temperature of just how much of a football snob he is. Mm. England, Iran. Will you watch that? Yeah, I'll definitely watch that. Senegal, Netherlands. Now that's a good game of football. Yes, Two I think, good I, football I, think I might watch that. Oh, I'll have a little wow, look at right? that. Yeah. And then we've got USA versus Wales. Oh, obviously, yeah. Going to watch that because it's Wales yeah. and it's our group, of course. Yeah. Following day, then uh, Argentina, Saudi Arabia. You can only you've got to watch both teams. You can't just watch Argentina. That's not the way football works. <laughs> I'll probably give that a little look. It's quite early in the morning. I might do a bit of exercise while I'm watching. It. Okay. Yeah. Denmark, Tunisia. No is... chance. <laughs> there will be no chance games. <laughs> okay. Uh, Christian I'd rather Erickson watch the French women's football on Sky. <laughs> they got Leon versus yeah. Okay. Uh, Mexico versus Poland. Andy, four o'clock. That won't be a bad game, but yeah. not of interest to me. You're not going to watch it? No. Okay, there's the highlights then. I'm going to do a deep dive on that in the podcast that <laughs> evening. I want a technical report, <laughs> like your Andy Roxburgh. I really want to know everything about that match. France-Australia. <laughs> well, I would say no, but then I've got to have something to talk about that night, so yeah. probably oh, great, yes. isn't it? Fantastic. <laughs> can't wait for them. Just can't wait for them podcasts. <laughs> Following day then, we wake up to 10 o'clock. In the, what better thing to do than 10 o'clock in the morning um, on a Wednesday than watch Morocco? Morocco versus Croatia. Come on, I, Andy. I wouldn't watch that if they were playing it in my garden. Honestly, and I haven't got a garden. <laughs> See if we can get it switched. Playing in his window box. Well, he is a small man, Luka Modric. Um, Germany versus Japan at oh, one o'clock no, in the afternoon. Definitely not. No? The mighty Germans never write them off, Andy. 
No? No, not really. Okay. Now Timo Werner isn't playing, there's no laugh factor. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Can't you laugh at Kai Havertz instead? Well, I could do. You I abuse often, him through the, I often do. Through the telly. <laughs> um, okay, four o'clock, Andy. Um, you can have your tea in front of Spain, Costa Rica. <laughs> no chance. No? No. So far, you haven't watched any football. We're doing I a podcast have. that night. I have. Oh, what have you oh, watched? Uh, oh, no, I haven't that you night. You haven't watched any yeah, games? Yeah, it's a bit of a problem for me, Wednesday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, it's good, isn't it? He is Mr. Football, isn't he? Um, and that, that evening, then, it's um, our pre-podcast game will be Belgium versus Canada, yes? Well, I think a lot of these games are watched for sort of like a bit of interest and yeah. then hopefully... like. Canada will score something like that. But once Belgium has scored, that game's over, isn't it? What's the point? Okay, fair enough. So uh, don't Form touch guide, that dial. Yeah. All right, then let's just crack on. Uh, Switzerland versus Cameroon. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Cameroon? No. Good. no, you're not watching no. that? Okay. All right, one o'clock, Uruguay, South Korea. Well, that could be an interesting match. And I think yeah. I've, Uruguay... Sonny and his mask. Uruguay Benton one of my court. little... Yeah, well, the Spurs this, fans will be watching. A little sneaky for Uruguay to go quite far. So okay. I think I'll watch that. Now, yeah. this is a good game of football. Uh, Portugal versus Ghana, four I, o'clock. I can't stand watching Portugal. I can't stand the way they play. I hate them. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Sorry. No, no disrespect to our Portuguese it's like listeners. Gian, it's not having Gianni and Fantino <laughs> in the room, isn't it? <laughs> Ghana knock it about, though. They're nice to watch. That'd yeah. be a good game, yeah, Andy. Probably might be, yeah. And um, finally for today, maybe we'll come back to this tomorrow. Or Friday, Brazil. I've only got up to. I've got up to Thursday. Brazil, Serbia. You got to watch. Yeah, Brazil, I will watch player. Brazil because it's the World Cup. Well, hopefully we'll have some content in this. Uh, but most of it will be me saying, uh, "What did you? What did you make of Canada?" I ain't got a clue. I didn't see any of them. Be like having Rodney Marsh back again. I don't know. I'll find a way. <laughs> anyway, just some of the games Andy Jacobs won't be watching. <laughs> now, another staple of World Cups, of course, is the psychic beast. Mm. Uh, it, can, it can be aquatic. It can be farmyard. Well, Ken the octopus was tremendous. Yeah, we had, was it Ken the octopus? Yeah, it was Ken his the name. Octopus. Yeah, Ken the octopus. He predicted, and every World Cup, every yeah. European Championship has um, has a, an animal that predicts uh, because it's a very good PR move by whoever uh, looks after mm. the animal at the various zoo or farm. Step forward, then the good people at the fairy tale farm in Oxfordshire. Uh, Nick Leister looks after um, Alfie the psychic alpaca. And um, he's had a look at England's first game. And I sense, well, I understand, the news isn't good from the alpaca front. Good afternoon, Nick. Good afternoon. You're absolutely right. Not good news, I'm afraid. Well, tell us first uh, the the, uh, method you used for Alfie to decide on who's going to win between England and Iran. So it was very scientific. Yeah. We uh, put two feeders on the fence Mm. and we uh, put food into animal feed in both the feeders. We then draped the uh, the England and the Iran flag over each of the feeders, and then we let Alfie loose and uh, for him to work his magic. And so he wanders towards the one, and that tells you who's mm. going to win that particular That's match. Exactly. Yes. So whichever one, whichever feeder he goes to, he, he thinks very carefully before mm. he goes. Then he goes, right. and unfortunately, he went for Iran. Wow. Mm. Did, does he do the score? He doesn't. No. Just just no, the score. Just okay. the winner. Right. He probably could, actually, given how talented he is, but yeah. no, he didn't... Where, where's he from originally, though? I mean, his family, the alpaca family. Well, the, the, the alpaca the, the alpaca animal is from South America, so... Yeah, right. He's about a very then, good, isn't he? 
good sporting country, but uh, this particular alpaca was born in Oxfordshire. Ah, he's going to be an Argentina fan, though, isn't he, by that? Um, you've got to call an alpaca Kerry, haven't you? That's what one I, for the cricket, that's what I would have called One it. for the cricket fans <laughs> there. So what about what about Wales? I mean, we also want Wales to come through against USA. Has, has, he, has he had a look at that? Uh, yes, he's looked at uh, Wales versus the US and USA, and unfortunately, the USA are going to win. Wow. I, oh, no. This is not the news we wanted from Alfie. This is not mm. the feel-good it, story we were hoping it for. It isn't. It isn't. <laughs> but things improve as the group matches go through Group B. Things do improve. Has he done it? Has he done them oh, all? He's done the whole group, have you? Oh, he's done. Yeah, he's done the all the six uh, six of the yeah six wow. matches he's done. So I can exclusively reveal that when Wales play Iran, they're going to win. Oh, that's good news. He, he didn't do Denmark, weight, didn't he? Didn't didn't do Denmark Tunisia, because, I mean, he's watched it and Andy hasn't, and he's an alpaca. He's put the work <laughs> yeah. in, Andy, in a way that you haven't. He's done his research. Um, but he's only done England's and Wales group, has he? He's, he's not done the done, others. He's only done the mm. group B. So, yeah, I mean, he's done he, He's done Iran versus the USA, for example. Mm. So uh, the USA <clears> goes <throat> to win. And England versus the US, which I'm pleased yeah. to say England are going to win. Yeah, we we see a lot of it on this show. We see it over the years. We see a lot of animals that, that like a ball. I mean, is Alfie? If you give him a ball, would he kick it or do anything with it? Well, we tried him with a ball this morning. Yeah, the England uh, an England ball, and mm. he seemed to have seemed to have fun with it this morning. Yes, he's certainly. Uh, he likes his football. He even had an England flag draped over him yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So England are winning the group. You can. That's the good news, Nick. It's the uh, lot. We've got to play the long game. Is that right? Yeah, we're not going to win the group, uh, but we're oh. going to get through. Oh, okay. I'm afraid that I think the USA are going to win the group, but wow. we're we are going to, we're scraping through to the uh, knockout. And if people want to come and see Alfie in action, they should pop down to Fairy Tale Farm. I take it. That's right. We're just outside. We're just a football kick away from Chipping Norton. Well, well that's done. not far that's from our, our, our good friend Charlie Baker. He could pop down and go and see Alfie yeah. and go and have a chat with Alfie in yeah, the later get, round. He kick around with him. He could do, yeah. yeah, possibly. And Charlie and we'll his full kick. We'll send him down there during the World Cup. We will, that's right. He can, <laughs> yes. Anyway, good to talk to you, Nick. Give our best to yeah. Alfie. Thank you. Oh, it's certainly well. Thank you very yeah, much. Well, there we are on this, uh, Alfie the yeah. alpaca. Um, Ken, the, Andy, Ken the octopus was It wasn't best, Ken the octopus, it was Paul the octopus. Paul the octopus, yeah. He, Paul <laughs> was, the octopus. Was Kenny's dad, wasn't he? Was yeah. Paul he, the octopus. He preferred rugby. Paul the octopus was best, though, because he could pick eight games at once. He could, yeah, he did, yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> so there we are. That's, uh, to get a bit of a feel there for some of the results in the first one. England getting through the group. Wales, unfortunately, are yeah. going home, according to Alfie the alpaca. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, I'll be back with Charlie tomorrow. Um, we've got a possibly a birthday spread with a difference. It depends on yeah. how jet-lagged Max Rushton is. But we'll keep our powder dry. Hopefully, we'll have a, a pre-World Cup um, birthday spread with a difference tomorrow. Terry Butcher will be joining us uh, to look ahead to the World Cup, amongst other things. I do hope you can join us from one. If not, the podcast will be available at four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 